Next on BYUSN, the top five most impactful BYU football transfers outside of the quarterback position. BYU just got another linebacker. Is he in the top five? He will join us. And what are his skill set and expectations? We're about to find out. Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, April 19th, wherever and however you have chosen to connect. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton alongside Copper Hills High School transfer, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I, you know, I had the opportunity to transfer. I chose to stay at home and, uh, you know, rep the Grizzlies. I, no one wanted me. Uh, on today's show, the top five most impactful transfers not named Keaton Slovis will give you our list. A.J. Vong Pachan from uh, Utah State on his decision to join the Cougars as a linebacker. Had over 100 tackles last year. Awesome. 43 runs in a baseball game. What in the world happened between BYU and Utah? And women's hoops incoming freshman Kaylee Woolston, who has yeah. serious range. She'll join the program. Why BYU? Why the Big 12? Here are today's headlines. Let's open with BYU football and linebacker A.J. Vangpachan, who has transferred from Utah State hey. officially to Brigham Young University, a four-year starter for the Aggies in Logan, not Ogden, in Logan. In 2022, yeah. he compiled 36 solo tackles, 101 total, two sacks, two forced fumbles. He has one year to play for BYU. ESPN's Jordan Reed, final NFL draft rankings are out. Blake Freeland, number 58 overall, seventh offensive tackle. Puka Nakua, number 159, 22 among receivers. Jaron Hall, number 199, ninth among quarterbacks. And Caleb Hayes makes the list at 369 and number 46 among cornerbacks. We will hear from Jordan Reed coming up uh, in the next couple days. BYU baseball, this is real, loses to Utah at home 29 to 14. What in the world? In a more than four hour melee. 29 to 14. The teams combined for 43 runs, which is a Miller Park record. Utah's 29 runs. On 20 hits, Miller Park record. Eh. BYU again with 14 runs and lost by 15. Utah had five home runs, 26 runs batted in, <laughs> hit 417 as a team, and had an on-base percentage, again, as a team of 547. It was Star Wars night, and you know what? Sometimes the Death Star blows up a planet. In this case, it was BYU's planet. I don't even know what to think of this. This is, uh, this is terrible on all fronts. Number six, men's volleyball plays Concordia Irvine today in the MPSF quarterfinals, 6.05 Eastern time on Flow Sports. Got to pay to watch. And Mix Romanis was named to the MPSF first team. Gavin Julian, honorably mentioned. Trent Mosier was on the all-freshman team. BYU softball looking to bounce back after a tough 1-0 loss against number five Stanford. They'll do so on the road at Utah Valley in 51 previous meetings. BYU has won 46 of them, including the last two meetings. The Cougars 22 and 13 on the season. They're out of conference play this week before they hop back into WCC action. Robinson Invitational begins today for track and field. The men are ranked sixth, the women are ranked 11th, but number one in our hearts. Claire Seymour ranked second in the 800. Kenneth Ricks also second nationally in the steeplechase. 10 Cougars are top 10 ranked overall so far this season. Emily Astell and Jackie Dunyon of BYU Women's Tennis are the West Coast Conference Doubles Team of the Week. First women duo chosen in that regard this season. Six and two, or six to two, versus the number one doubles pair in the country from Pepperdine. Astell is nine and six this season in doubles. Dunyon is eight and four. The team overall four and three in West Coast Conference play. 
Michael Rucker pitched an inning in a win over Oakland, facing three batters with a strikeout and a walk for the Cubs. He continues to pitch well. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo wrote a message to the entirety of Cougar Nation, all BYU fans, regarding pertinent questions and issues that have recently arisen as it pertains to BYU football season tickets, how they are made available to fans for purchase, and the restructuring of prices and seats, among other things. We're going to read the entirety of that letter now because I know that many of you are very passionate about this. And I quote Tom Homo, Cougar Nation, thank you so much for all of the support you continue to provide BYU Athletics. As we look forward to our first season competing in Big 12 football, we are excited to have seen so much added interest in our football program and specifically from so many wanting tickets for the 2023 season. With our ticket base expanding, we knew there would be some growing pains. We realize this has meant that some have been displaced from previous seats and some have been priced out of season tickets. But we have been able to provide all active Cougar Club members who opted in to buy season tickets the opportunity to buy tickets this season. We ask for your patience and understanding through this process. The fact is that the demand is outpacing the supply for season tickets available. While we understand the frustration from some about what it means for them, overall, this is a very good thing and a very good sign of the health of our program among fans, alumni, donors, and corporate sponsors. A rising tide lifts all boats. But just because there is more demand for tickets, Holmo continues, that doesn't mean we've raised ticket prices or displaced ticket holders simply because we could. The truth is that we need to do this. We need strong, better, and new revenue generation processes. And while this helps make us competitive with other athletic departments, this also is not about keeping up with the Joneses. Ultimately, this is about putting our athletic department in the best position possible to take care of our student athletes, hire and retain the best coaches and staff possible, and put together the best product we can that all of Cougar Nation can be proud of and that can promote the mission and aims of Brigham Young University in the very best ways. As football season ticket renewals wrap up, we will begin a similar process starting up for basketball in June. Similarly, we anticipate demand outpacing supply. Striving for continual improvement in all we do is our desire, ultimately benefiting all of Cougar Nation. Stick with us, be patient, the future looks bright, go Cougs. Tom, I agree with this. Um, BYU has had, uh, you know, uh, season tickets that have been fairly reasonable for a while. Are, th are they gonna cost more? Yes, for the reasons that Tom outlined. And uh, to compete, you gotta have the money, and uh, BYU certainly is doing it for the reasons to compete. Like if you want the best coaches, and, and uh, you know, everything, you need to pay for it. You get what you pay for. The market has changed significantly. The supply and demand in regard to that market change is understandable. I thought it was well-crafted. I know he cares deeply about every BYU fan, like, and how they feel about this and the frustrations. And yeah, obviously, like, it's become enough of a situation that he felt he needed to officially address this, and I thought he did a nice job with it. Ultimately, you can't appease everybody, nor should you try. You got to do what's best for BYU, and that's what Tom is doing. That's why he's the athletic director. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That takes care of that. Headlines out. On to what's trending. So all rise and shout. Let's roll out today's edition of What's Trending. Keaton is our starter, and I want to make I want to make that clear. The transfer portal. We're going to be active. In it. We envision adding a few spots and a few guys that can help you know, make our roster more Big 12 ready. 
presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. That Eastern Washington field is brutal. That was tough. It's hard to look at. Yeah, that was sure. Eddie Heckard highlights. Right? Hard to look at. That's, sure. uh, we were staying. The list of BYU football transfers grows. Oh it's becoming more and more prominent, and there are some big names in there. I, I, it, the, with Even though the list gets longer, Jeremy, I, I think things for me just get a little bit more exciting because BYU clearly is a place that a lot of guys want to be involved in as they push into a Power 5 conference. Um, the quarterback, understandably, is going to be by nature of his position and what he does, the fact that he touches the ball on every offensive play, going to be the most impactful player like BYU got that transfer so Keaton Slovis is clearly the most impactful transfer yeah, that next. will yeah affect BYU this season but after that where does the list go so as you look at all of the transfers that have come in who is your top five of most impactful transfers not named Keaton Slovis Aiden Robinson number one uh, after Keaton so number two overall but yeah running back out of UNLV gotta be the bell cow gotta be good if he's not good it's gonna be tough for BYU to be successful this year by the way PFF grade of 75 last year uh, which is pretty good um, number two for me Paul Miley uh, starting center at Utah interesting transferring down to BYU if he's not the starting center he's gonna be a starting guard I would imagine that Connor Pay will be the starting center uh, Connor did a really nice job last year, number one pass blocker in the country uh, among, uh, I think, just overall, straight up. And then uh, Paul Miley was the center on a P5 champ uh, at Utah, played in the Rose Bowl. He can slide in at guard. He has a massive impact on an O-line that Aaron Roderick is very excited about being as, as long and athletic as last year's, if not more. Number three, Eddie Heckard, cornerback, Weber State. All-American at the FCS level, NFL potential type guy. Uh, playmaker slots in right away as a starter. Guess what? He's going to be thrown at a lot yep. in the Big 12. Number four, Isaiah Banya, defensive end, Boise State. BYU is going to be more aggressive with its front four. Those edge rushers need to do more, uh, and he is going to have an impact. The guy that had 10 sacks in his four-year career at Boise State, had six in one year uh, in 2021. Certainly looking for him to recapture that comes with Kelly Papinga. Number five, A.J. Vongpachan. Uh, linebacker who had over 100 tackles at Utah State. That's a, an area of, uh, uh, if it's not deep, then it's shallow, right, for BYU linebackers. You have Ben Bywater and Max Tooley, and then it's kind of some young guys after that. A.J. fits in perfectly. We'll talk to him coming up. In a scheme where BYU probably is only rolling out two linebackers, in my opinion, most of the time I think we'll see a 4-2-5. We'll see a nickel with four down linemen a lot. Depends on the situation and the down and distance, certainly. But I think 4-2-5 is going to be something BYU uses a lot. If AJ is not a starter, he's playing a lot um, with Ben Bywater and Max Tooley, a guy who had 10.5 tackles for loss as well and had a couple forced fumbles and fumble recoveries and TFLs and pass breakups, a guy that can kind of do it all, which is exciting. Those are my top five outside of Keaton Slovis. Our top five are the same, just some differences in the order there. I'm with you. Aiden Robbins because of what the running back position means at BYU and what it's going to mean to in, Keaton Slovis to try and take some pressure off. Yes, it's in the game of football. Behind that offensive line, he should be. He should be the second most impactful transfer for BYU behind the quarterback. Number two, we, we differ a little bit. Uh, you have Paul Miley. I have him a little bit further down my list just because I believe he will be the guard. If he were the center, like if Paul Miley is going to play center, then I'm probably more in line with you, and I have him a little bit higher up the list. It's just tougher to be an impact player in a big way as a guard. It, it, it just it, – Paul would have to be, like, ex exceptional. Like, 
NFL draft pick style type player at guard to move up that list because it just, it's just tough. It's just not a position that gets noticed a lot. We can notice it. We can. We can choose to notice yeah, it. And yeah. we can look at maybe pro football focus grades come out midseason, half of the season. They yeah. say, oh, my gosh, Paul Miley was unbelievable. He was like he was the next great. BY offensive lineman. He was in the 90s. And then, yeah, he's, he moves up. It doesn't up that have list. to be 90s. No, none of these guys are going to be in the 90s. Yeah. Just saying, it as a guard, which is where I anticipate he will play, I feel like it's a little tougher to make as loud of an impact, which is why I have Eddie Heckard at number two. And yes, I'm with you. The Big 12, they are going to sling the rock all over the field. This is what the Big 12 Conference does. There are a ton of good, valuable, experienced quarterbacks that BYU are going to go up against. Eddie Heckard is going to be tested often. I would love to see. An uptick in interceptions, Jeremy. It just—it's kind of disappeared for BYU in the last few years. Like it just it some just, of that's luck, you know. Yeah, it's not all skill to get an interception. Maybe Eddie Heckard is so good that quarterbacks throw away from him, and it creates opportunities for other guys for more havoc plays in the secondary. Maybe the yeah, defensive if, line actually gets to the quarterback and yeah. creates more interception opportunities. Yeah. If the sack number goes up, that's potential picks. Sure, go down. sure. You have to have a quarterback has to throw you. The ball, it, uh, there has to be a tip sometimes. Yeah, they, I don't know a percent of turnovers are, are just sort of lucky, but there is a percentage. Like in 2016, BYU had 31 takeaways, and we were like, can they equal it? Maybe. It's like, no, no there's no way. That was Come crazy. That was crazy. Come on. I want Isaiah Banyan to be a top three impact transfer. So I, I'm leading with my heart a little bit on this list. Like I want him, which is why I have him in my top three, to be that guy for BYU as an edge rusher. We just haven't had a super impactful edge rusher in a very long time. It's not Bronson Confuci, maybe Corbin to a degree. Yeah. And Corbin even played backer for a minute. Yeah. So I, the want, scheme I didn't want allow it. It's like, just make plays. Isaiah Banya to be that guy yeah. for BYU and sure. an impact transfer. I have Paul Miley at number four and then exactly the same as you, AJ Vongpachan. Because of, yeah, it's a 4-3 scheme, but you're right. I feel like BYU's best athletes right now, the coaches kind of feel like having five in the secondary is putting the best 11 on the field. Well, and, on a and it's, basis. okay, if there's five wide, you know, or what's, Absolutely. what's the personnel? Like, you like yes. Ben Bywater on the tight end, though. You like Max Tooley on the tight end. These Both guys are super pick athletic, six have done guys. it before, have proven that they can yeah. do it before. Um, and, and kind of who's the nickel? That's still to be determined a little bit in the secondary. We thought that might be George Udo. He is leaving. So you know who's not on this list and that I don't want to see on this list? Jake Retzloff, because we want Keaton Slovis to be healthy. Yes. Otherwise, Jake Retzloff for sure makes this uh, list. Other What's guys, wild is this list could change tomorrow. There could be more additions tomorrow. I Yeah, there's one tackle coming in that we're waiting to be officially announced so we can talk about it on the air um, that could be on this list, right, from a, a fellow Power Five, even in the Big 12. Um, Waylon Lapuahu could be on this list. Um, Ian Fitzgerald could be on this list. Jackson Cravens at D-Tackle could certainly be on this list. I imagine that BYU will get another receiver. I'm hoping that that receiver could be on this list. I'm hoping for another edge rusher, frankly. Um, and, and what I asked this the other day. I'll ask it again. What position besides quarterback, if BYU added somebody notable, would you not want at at any spot on the team right now. I wonder if kicker is one that BYU needs to look at. I mentioned a couple of days ago. Um, if they love who they've got, great. 
I just wonder, I want to feel confident that, hey, if we attempt a 52-yard field goal, that, hey, we feel like this is going to go in because we need to score points. Because it's going to be in some close games and some shootouts. A field goal here or there, a takeaway here or there. Gonna an make extra a point big, for crying out loud point. could determine gonna, the game. If you can't make extra points, you stink. But, yes, like every, everything matters. Um, so I wonder at receiver, D-line, maybe kicker. Um, you can always add to every position. I think quarterback, BYU feels comfortable at the moment. But it's like every other position, if random P5 or notable G5 guy or FCS like Eddie Hecker came in, welcome all of that. BYU needs all of the depth they can have because they've never been in the trenches as long as they will have been this season. Ten power fives. Never done that. Well, that offensive line all of a sudden, you know, with the unnamed tackle that is coming in, now feels like they have some real depth to go with Connor Pay and Kingsley Sumatia and Braden Kine because if you've got Waylon Lapuaho, you know, and Paul Miley there, and then still more to be announced on top of like guys you're developing. Yep. I'm I'm kind of with Daryl Funk. I, I feel good. Like you, you lose some big names this year, but he feels like they'll be just fine. I can see why more and more he's feeling that way. Yeah, and you have a first round potential left tackle. That always is a good thing, man. Amen. That's always awesome. Amen. Our question of the day, who will be the most impactful transfers for BYU football this season? Not named Keaton Slovis. Brian Buss answers on Twitter. I think every one of these transfers will have an impact, and they have to. Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, defensive back, and running back, all starters are going to impact every position group. Yeah. However, You're not adds, bringing them in to be backups, typically. Aiden Robbins' numbers will be the most visible. For sure. For sure. But we can drive the, hey, look at these linemen narrative, right? Um, you know, we control that. We can look at some numbers. All right, tomorrow the baseball team is back at it. Three-game non-conference uh, series against UNC Greensboro. Starting at 8 Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps, we don't anticipate 43 runs being scored in game one. But we will watch and listen to see what happens. Hey, we've got him, both of us, as a top five impact transfer for BYU. Big time player out of Logan, linebacker A.J. Vongpachan joins us next. Meet the newest Cougar on BYU Sports Nation after this. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Ain't no stress, we relax, we relax, we relax, we relax. We relax. Now to get back right, now we back in Well, I can promise you that Ben Bywater and Max Tooley are very happy about the recent addition in the linebacker room with A.J. Vongpachan. Welcome back to Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And joining BYU Sports Station now is the newest linebacker and newest member of the BYU football team, A.J. Vongpachan. A.J., welcome up, to AJ? BYU Sports Nation. How's it going? I appreciate you having me. So along the line of, you know, just looking back at everything that had transpired in Logan and you had great success at Utah State, when did the idea of transferring to play your final year of college football at BYU first enter the fray? Yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't know, you know, where I was going to end up. Uh, it kind of just kind of just started with uh, my defensive coordinator ended up leaving uh he got the job at the browns um so that's kind of what what kicked it off because uh in my time here i've had a lot of turnover 
in terms of coaches and uh you know kind of every other year was something new so i just kind of wanted to choose my own situation for my last year especially with my my defensive coordinator just uh leading this year so and why byu yeah that's a good question i mean uh obviously i played against them a bunch of times uh, a few times and you know i've had a a uh, good amount of respect for them. And, you know, it was kind of a, you know, always a familiar place for me, you know, just because of playing with them. And then, you know, kind of just taking my visits, you know, I took all of them. Um, and then, you know, kind of just went back to that prior relationship I had kind of with um, Coach Justin, uh, as he was the one who brought me here um, to Utah State. So, um, yeah, I just kind of kind of weighing everything out. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed my visit when I was at BYU and uh, felt like it was a good place for me. How do you handle the emotions of you know, a rivalry where you were a significant player for the Aggies against the Cougars and, and now you're competing for BYU? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously while my time here, uh, I really bought into the rivalry. You know, it was, uh, I wasn't known, I wasn't too known of it, but the in-state guys for sure, you know, emphasize that uh, while they're, you know, while my time here. And, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. And I would have never thought, you know, this would, this would uh, be where I'm at. <laughs> today <laughs> uh, especially when I first came here but uh, you know everything happens for a reason and you know I'm excited to be where I'm at so have people been supportive of the decision are they giving you a hard time because you're still going to graduate and walk as a Utah State Aggie and certainly you should be proud of those four years right uh, before you become a Cougar yeah, yeah no I mean for sure I'm 100% proud of uh, being a part of this university uh, it's definitely been a, a mix of reactions <laughs> the past the past week I mean I've gotten a some support, but uh, I've definitely gotten some, uh, some uh, I guess, backlash from the <laughs> from the decisions. But it's all good. <laughs> Listen, no true Aggie would be fully supportive, right? You know what I mean? Right. They're like, we like you, 100%. AJ, but we don't like them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, no game against Utah State next year, so you're in the yep. clear in that regard. Yep. AJ exactly, Bonfachon exactly. is on BYU Sports Station, newest BYU linebacker. How would you explain your game as a defender and linebacker? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mentioned before, just I take pride in, you know, kind of my relentless pursuit in the game, um, kind of just relentlessness and then physicality. You know, those are the kind of two biggest things that I, I try to pride myself on because, uh, you know, aside from the, the scheme and technique, you know, I think those two things can uh, kind of take you a long way. Describe uh, the season you had last year because uh, it was pretty monster statistically with over 100 tackles, 10 and a half tackles for loss, forced fumbles, a lot of chaos there. Yeah, I mean, ultimately in the offseason, I just try to, you know, prepare as much as possible just try to take that next step, you know, in my career and in my game. And uh, ultimately, you know, throughout the throughout the games, I just try to prepare as much as possible and kind of do the best, you know, to help the team out. And, you know, that it just ended up working good. I, I wish I would have you know, had an even better season. You know, there's a lot of plays on the field that I wish I would have, uh, you know, had. But, uh, you know, that, that's obviously something I'm continuing to work on and, you know, progressing. How much was playing in the Big 12 a draw for you to choose BYU? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty big factor uh, for me just because uh, as I visited these other schools and, you know, they, they were played in different conferences. You know, I, I kind of took four visits uh, four very different conferences and um yeah i think the the big 12 was a you know also you know I, it was it kind of just leveled the playing field for me uh just because i knew the, the competition was going to be you know at a high level regardless um and so i just with with that you know and kind of my relation prior relationship and just overall the field of 
the people there uh, kind of just all brought it all together. What have the coaches told you about your role at BYU? Yeah, I mean, they haven't. We haven't spoken too much in depth. Um, obviously, just you know, going to be playing, uh, you know, linebacker, and then some, some on the line of scrimmage, so some off the ball stuff, and you know, ultimately, I'm just going to go in there with the mindset of, you know, just doing whatever I can uh, to help the team succeed. So. Now, there's a picture circulating with you and your mom and dad, and it's a fantastic picture. Your dad is Laotian. He's from Laos. Your mom is Mexican. Um, So walk us through just the lineage and the heritage involved here and and what family means to you and and how they feel about your decision to play at BYU. Yeah, no, family's a huge thing for me. Uh, Obviously, you know, they've been been super supportive. They all kind of always – to make every home game even if it's a kind of a far ways away they kind of drive the make the nine hour drive and then kind of drive back for work and then so they've been a huge support you know obviously my dad's from laos so he was kind of born there and then kind of moved came to the united states um you know a little later and then same thing with my mom she was uh born in mexico and then you know kind of immigrated to um, the united states and kind of they both met in washington and that's kind of where I've been born and raised. So, um, yeah, overall, they've, they've been huge support. And, yeah, I mean, they were, they've were they been supported throughout the, the entire uh, process. You know, they came with me to all my visits, uh, and they, they really enjoyed BYU. They obviously they didn't know too much. They knew that we played them, and um, <laughs> every time we, we did play them, it was always like a, you know, a great atmosphere, whether it was here or in uh, – we. I got a chance to play for the first time in Provo last uh, last season, so they were, they were able to come down and, you know, they loved it. They thought it was a good energy and whatnot. So. Do you speak Lao or Spanish? Yeah, so I speak Spanish. Uh, I don't speak Lao, unfortunately. I kind of just uh, understand it, but no, yeah, Spanish is my first language and then uh, kind of just progressed through there. Does your dad speak Spanish then? He doesn't, no. <laughs> okay, just with mom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just the mom. Yep. Listen, <laughs> is that your secret language? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, mom, can I have a little more? Like, dad didn't give me enough. That, that's funny. Right. You'll, you'll listen. Uh, you already did with, uh, you know, the Utah State guys who speak multiple languages, but you'll fit in with the return missionaries who speak Spanish and BYU just fine, my friend. Just fine. Right. Yeah. Are you, are that's you that. more of a middle, uh, middle backer or kind of an outside linebacker? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I've kind of bounced around my time here at uh, Utah State. Originally, I came in as a defensive end. So kind of grew up always being a defensive end, uh, came to Utah State as such, and then kind of made the transition to linebacker, to inside linebacker. Um, you know, Coach Anna was actually the one who kind of helped me with that transition. Um, and then from there, I kind of just balanced inside and outside. So really, it's uh, it's very similar, you know, in terms of whatnot. But, uh, you know, I think one thing that that I can do that kind of sets myself apart is kind of being able to play on the line of scrimmage and, you know, cause it's just a comfortable uh, place where I've been, been playing before. So. Are you the greatest Laotian Mexican linebacker of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's too many out there, but uh, <laughs> maybe one of the few. I think on my list, you're number one. Yeah. Right, right. We're looking for number two still, but uh, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. You're top five for sure. Absolutely. No, no question. No question. All right, AJ, hope, yeah. as you push forward, uh, when do you get to campus in Provo, and, and what are the next few months like for you? Yeah, uh, so I finished, I guess I finished classes here uh, within the next two weeks, and then uh, try to be on campus as soon as possible. I know that they kind of start summer uh, mid-May, so ideally before uh, get there before that. So, yeah, and then kind of just 
from there, just, you know, get to work and kind of get things rolling. How familiar are you with uh, BYU players? Have you had a lot of interaction with the guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I was kind of there. I went on a kind of a unofficial and then went on an on a, on a official. And then uh, so I kind of got to make the players a lot there and then uh, had some prior relationships from guys that I've played with before here at Utah State and then, uh, you know, just some guys that I've get to know over the years since uh, being in Utah. You're going to have to try the BYU Creamery, and then you can compare, you know, with Utah State's Creamery. There's, like, a battle there uh, as well. Also, <laughs> are, are you a true Aggie? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> Come on. Oh, wait, I, 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 no, I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> not a true Aggie. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They, <laughs> they have, like, student-sponsored things where you got to, you know, you kiss someone on a certain, the full moon yeah, or whatever, sure. and the whole deal. Yeah. There's like other no, levels, but yeah, it's all good. That's the hardest question you're going to have answered in this interview. <laughs> right there. Listen, right. but I did not anticipate talking to the greatest Laotian Mexican linebacker in the history of college football, though, today. That was the best thing ever. Yeah. AJ, great good. to have you at BYU, man. Uh, good luck with uh, your, the finality of your classes at Utah State. Congratulations on graduating up there. We'll look forward to seeing you in Provo. Come hang out in Studio B anytime. Yeah, yeah, will do. I appreciate you guys having me and, uh, you know, get to forward to kind of get down there and get to work. You got it. A.J. Von new BYU linebacker. And, yes, for sure, top five, top three, top two, top, or maybe the top. Ever, yeah. Laotian Mexican No, that's linebacker. a super cool heritage. And uh, grew up in Pasco, Washington, and, and put up huge numbers last year. So, BYU certainly needed a linebacker. Yes. Um, and here's a guy with experience who's hungry who, listen, all it takes is one great year to kind of get on NFL radars, right? He's got the numbers from last year. He can get uh, more exposed in a good way uh, in the Big 12, get good film out there, and maybe maybe he's an NFL guy. But he's got three experienced linebackers now. I hope they don't lose all three after next year, if you think about it, look at a year ahead. Are they all gone after this year, or does Ben maybe have one more Bywater's year? Bywater's got I think two years of eligibility. I think Max is probably done after this year. AJ is done after this year. So, yeah, the the young uh, Ace and Mike Kafusi are, are behind us. Isaiah, Isaiah Glasker is a guy that's getting yeah. a lot of attention. And maybe BYU brings in more guys. But uh, AJ seems like a fun guy. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. super sharp guy. Okay, if you missed any interviews, shows, D-Blues, games, go to BYUSN.com or download the free BYU TV app. Up next, should we be making championship rings or rings of any sort for mediocre accomplishments <laughs> we'll explain what? next on BYU Sports maybe Day. like some rings of power BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere make sure to follow BYU Sports Nation on social media Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube and TikTok the five, right? Mm -hmm. It's the top five show today. It's in my five, Kenny. It's in my five. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It's like a 13 year old joke. <laughs> Let's whip it. The Google Web Round presented by Maersk, your e Draymond should have been suspended. Logistics shipping partner. The new five in that regard is like the five contacts in your favorites list, like the top five, right? I only have one. <laughs> my wife. With the addition of AJ Vongpachan, uh, fun conversation if you miss it. Who is, who is the greatest Utah State transfer to BYU? I have no idea. I got a clear Eddie Heckard going answer. from Ogden to Provo? My answer is so clear. <laughs> Kyle it's Davis? Bell Edwards. Oh, yes. Played at Utah State. Is he a transfer, though? Coached. He doesn't count as a transfer. Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> LaBelle, man. Okay, yeah. Riley Nelson is the answer. 
Like Riley yeah. produced a 10, uh, 11 win season? Yeah. 10 win season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Riley's, Riley's the answer. I, I like Kyle Davis a lot. I like Kyle did some nice things for BYU yeah, basketball. Yeah, Kyle was a nice player. But it's, it's Riley, yeah. Absolutely. Riley had the distinction of being the Riley. quarterback yeah. to last lead BYU to a 10 win season for the better part of a decade. It's a long time. Right? Good grief. All right, Jerem, as we go to men's volleyball, this is a little bit of a surprise. All MPSF selections were made. Mix Raman is on the first team. Mm -hmm. What'd you think of that? I was surprised and happily surprised. That was great. I thought he'd be on the second team. Mix had a really consistent, good year, and he was the leader uh, for a young BYU team, which was awesome to see that. I did want to see uh, Tion Taylor honorably mentioned at least. He's, he's number three in the country in blocks per set. Trent Mosier on the freshman team was great. Gavin Julian honorably mentioned. Look at how few guys were on the first or second team for BYU. One, and they took second in the league. That's to the team's credit. This BYU team has been overachieving all season. We talked about it yesterday. Mix Ramones is at the top of the list. Like, we knew he was good. We weren't sure how good he could be with such a young team. He's a sophomore. He, he has Fantastic. excelled. Like, very, very cool he was named to the first team. BYU and Utah baseball combined for 43 runs last night. More surprising, BYU scoring 14 or losing by 15. It's losing by 15. Yeah, that was Losing true. by 15 oh, I'm not surprised this team scores 14. 29 to 14? When I saw that, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, was it Also, not? how was this game not five hours? How was it four <laughs> the pitch, hours? The pitch clock. That's how. But still, 43 <laughs> people crossing the plate? Good gosh! What in the world happened? Utah 26 RBI. 26! Dude. What? The, what is the ERA for BYU now? I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to look. I do not even want to know. I am ashamed. Uh, boys got to get after it tomorrow. Here's, the, here's the good. This is the only bit of good news out of this whole thing is it's not a conference game. Okay? But it's Utah. <laughs> so. It's... I know. <laughs> it's more than a conference it's game. Rough. It was Utah. Okay, let's uh, move on to BYU men's basketball. Prior yeah. to the Ali Khalifa announcement, assistant coach Cahill Fennell tweeted out a gif of Jimmer celebrating with the fist pump. This morning, assistant coach Cody Fieger tweeted out a gif of Tiger Woods with a fist pump. So what would be your go-to gift before making some prominent announcement? What's the one where the person leans in like this? It's <laughs> that one. Know. It's that one. Like big cheesy grin. It's that one. <laughs> For me, it's simple. It's always the flex by Shia LaBeouf. It's the flex. Just, just do, do it. it. Not even to just do it, just the flex. Like, because at the very end, if you watch the whole video, like there's a moment where he just flexes and doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Arkansas, speaking of weird, made rings for their seven and six season. That including a win against BYU. Okay. And Liberty Bowl win. What mediocre accomplishment should we make rings for, Sauron? Um, man, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> like, it was brought up by our producer, Ben Bagley, that maybe we should make a ring for the de facto Pac-12 champs. When you we hung a banner? But, but that was a significant accomplishment. Yeah, that was 5 that's and over the Pac-12. That's not mediocre. That was something uh, no one else did. So I, I've settled on the forever poinsettia champs, 2016. The poinsettia bowl went away. Right after BYU beat Wyoming, it was Josh such a Allen. convincing win. Uh, the, the bowl game was just away. done forever. Just so forever, poinsettia champs would probably be the ring that I would make for that 2016 team. For all Kaysom, the Jamal, for all the for all the Emmys and regional Emmys, we don't win. How about that? <laughs> we don't care about awards.
We care about filling an hour of compelling and rich content every day for you. Speaking of. For you. BYU women's basketball adding a group of high-level recruits oh, yeah. next season. Let's go. Kaylee Wilson is one of those new high-level faces that joins a strong returning core. Meet the sharpshooter next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It is our pleasure now to welcome in one of the prestigious and esteemed BYU women's basketball signees. Her name is Kaylee Woolston. She's baller. an absolute baller. Yeah, yes. let's go. Welcome to BYU up, Sports Kaylee? Nation. Thanks for having me. All right, did we get you out of class today? Yes, you did. <laughs> so you're welcome. She'll make it up, Lone yes. Peak. She'll make it up. We're good. <laughs> Which classes are you missing to join us here on BYUSN? I'm missing AP Gov and People of the Pacific class. Okay, yeah, you're definitely welcome. People of the Pacific. That's a cool class. Mm -hmm. A lot of your teammates are people of the Pacific yes, they as are. well, which will be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, uh, so obviously you challenge yourself academically. Before we get into the basketball, I, I need to ask, what do you want to study at BYU while you're playing basketball? Uh, right now, it might change, but I'm thinking sports med, something along that kinesiology route. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, uh, we've been talking about you for a minute because you signed in, I think, November, and then you scored 60 points in the uh, you know, uh, state champions invitational in D.C., which was a pretty prestigious competition in the semifinals and finals. You guys went all the way to the finals. Mm -hmm. How would you kind of summarize uh, your season, not only here in Utah, but in that competition? Um, it was it was a super exciting season being able to play against a lot of the top teams in the nation. Um, we were able to go down to Arizona and play against like three top five teams and that was really good for us to be able to come back to Utah and have that experience to be able to go into state with um, that background of playing those top teams and then obviously playing in the national championship was a super exciting. It was it was awesome even though it didn't come out the way we wanted it to. It was, it was still super fun. Well staying along the lines of competition when I say Kaylee Wilson and BYU will be in the Big 12 and competing against the likes of Texas and Oklahoma and others that are at the Power 5 level. How do you feel about that challenge that awaits BYU women's basketball and yourself? It's so exciting. It's one of the big draws that one of the main reasons that I committed was being able to play against that top competition day in and day out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And BYU's got an uh, excellent core coming back, uh, obviously with the nation's uh, best rebounder by like a mile. Yeah. Uh, and Nani Falatea and Kaylee Smiler and others. Uh, how do you feel about kind of that group plus a really nice signing class that's coming in? Um, it's super exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to get in and start just playing pick up with them all and see how we all fit. You know, we got a really good group coming in and then a bunch of really experienced players already here. So it's going to be fun to see how we all fit together. What are you hoping your role is as a freshman player on a team that's going to be ultra competitive for playing time? Um, I think, like, I'm going to, I obviously want to play, you know, compete to be able to, um, like, help the team out. I want to be able to be a contributor uh, in the freshman season and just get into practices and start working hard, and it'll be, it'll be fun to see where I end up. Uh, you can shoot it from all distances, it would appear, and a three-level score. How would you describe your own game? Because we're pretty excited watching uh, your film. Um, I like to have uh, good passers around me. You know, I have I had Shawnee Nordstrom and Michaela Ika, who are both amazing passers in high school, and be able to set me up in the right spots. Like, I mean, my main the main part of my game is is shooting, but like uh, just being able to have those passers around me to be able to set me up in the right places is huge. You have a couple player comparisons or, or people that you sort of emulate. 
Um, I mean, this last uh, national uh, NCAA tournament with Caitlin Clark, yeah. she's awesome. She's amazing, um, amazing shooter, amazing passer. Her court vision is, is crazy, so that's something that I want to be able to emulate better because I haven't always been the, the greatest passer. <laughs> uh, you'll get plenty of chances. Uh, yes. Do you have similar range? No, no, not yet. We'll see. That's I mean, tough, that's, working that's on tough it. to do. Yeah, yeah. for she sure. She shoots it from half court. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm but, to get there. but like NBA threes, I feel like on your film, like you would shoot well beyond the line. And people don't want to guard you out there. Yeah. Because they don't, don't want to get beat off the dribble, right? Mm, sometimes yeah. I, I shoot it from, I don't know why I shoot it, but it goes in sometimes <laughs> and I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> when you have the green light and you can make it, let's go, right? Yeah. yeah. Kaylee Wilson, BYU women's basketball signee, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned that the Big 12 was a big draw, that mm -hmm. competition day in and day out. What else was appealing for you at BYU when you had offers to so many other places? Mm -hmm. So I kind of had it down to staying in Utah. I wanted to stay close to family. So I um, went to visits on BYU, BYU and Utah. Those were my last two options. So I went to my officials on both. And uh, when I, while I was on my visit to BYU, I kind of just – Amber had so much – energy and excitement for the program and what she had going there that I just wanted to be a part of what she had going in a new era of BYU basketball. We saw you on that visit uh, mm -hmm. and hopefully we were you know a part of the draw or yeah. maybe in spite <laughs> of us you came here. No it was it was fun to meet you and your family. Um, your parents seem super dialed in mm -hmm. on kind of you and your vision. I know your dad kind of handles your social media which is yeah. cool. They also played uh, sports in college. Uh, what sports did they play and how did that influence you? Um, my dad played football at SUU, and my mom played basketball, and so my mom is kind of the one that has taught us all the technical skills of the game. She taught us how to shoot. She was a great shooter at SUU, set a lot of records there, and so she taught us the technique, and then my dad's the one that's there every day rebounding and getting, he's not as like technically good at basketball, so he's the one just under the basket rebounding every day. So they're all in, mm -hmm. and have been for a while. Like, have you always loved basketball? Did you play other sports? Yeah, when I was little, I played other sports. Um, basketball kind of took over from the beginning, but I always had other sports that I played. Kaylee Wilson is on BYU Sports Nation. When did your relationship with BYU begin, either as a fan or just kind of an observer? When did you first start to pay attention to BYU? Me and my family, it's kind of funny. Everyone always thought we were kind of BYU fans growing up, but we were never really a fan of anywhere. We just kind of watched, and so um, I would always watch all the local teams playing, so I watched them all growing up. But I started talking to Coach Judkins, I think after my freshman year, and then he offered before my sophomore year, and so I just kind of would come to games throughout my high school career, come down for visits and stuff, and then so I just kind of was always here during my high school career. Yeah, I remember him mentioning you specifically to me mm -hmm. right after he made that offer, and he said, you watch this girl from Lone Peak High School, she's, she's special. Well, he leaves, and then in comes Amber Whiting, so how was that for you? watching the BYU coaching change and how did that influence what you did or did not do? Mm -hmm. So before uh, the coaching change, I was already kind of leaning towards BYU. Um, and so with the coaching change, I was kind of nervous for what was going to be next. I didn't really know Amber. But when I came on my visit, I just kind of saw her vision and um, she just has a lot of passion for the game. And, and so I really wanted to be a part of it. What do you feel like translates immediately into college versus what you have questions about at the next level? Um, I think the game kind of always stays the same, you know, like you shoot and you drive and you, you pass, but there's always, it's a, it's a next, it's definitely a next level. You have to get bigger, faster, stronger, higher IQ, and just kind of leveling up in all aspects. You clearly are all in on basketball, but what else do you do? Like when you are not dialed in with basketball, what, 
has your attention, hobbies or otherwise? Uh, my main other hobby is I play basketball. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, we get it. <laughs> Dial, like, we know you love basketball. <laughs> we know. I, meant, I meant I play piano. Oh, you play piano? Yes. Oh, you play Very the nice. piano. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. nice. Like, uh, how well do you play the piano? I've played since kindergarten. I take lessons from a lady in my ward to do the Suzuki method, and so I've just been playing ever since. What's the Suzuki method? Wow. So it's just like a collection of um, classical pieces like Bach and Mozart. So it's a different type. We're not as good as sight, at sight reading. It's more of a performance um, like competition type of style. So you've competed Whoa. in piano as well? Yeah, not super high level. Like, gotcha. For some reason in the Gatorade Player of the Year thing, it says that I'm a concert pianist, but not really. <laughs> not concert? No. no. Competitive no, 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 pianist? Yeah. Just let it, let us, let it <laughs> let go. It, it sounds great. Is that an outlet for you as well? to sort of uh, find uh, relaxation or to also compete in some way against yourself or the, the piece? Uh, I think it's kind of a good way to switch things up because it's very different from basketball and just being able to have that variety in my life is important. Do you ever, uh, are you ever in that space and like people have no idea you're a basketball player, you're just a piano player in that moment? Yeah, yeah? <laughs> I get recitals and stuff, uh -huh. I'm just a <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, she could shoot for 28 as well. Uh, I want hype videos for like piano recitals. Yes, that would be awesome. Dun, 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 just pounding the case. Yeah, something like that. Kaylee, congratulations on everything. Um, great to have you on BYU Sports oh, Station. When do you get on campus, by the way? June 8th. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. June we look forward 8th. to it. Okay, we can't wait for uh, your we'll concert. Be, we'll be in the annex June 9th, uh, yeah. watching we'll, we'll uh, pickup maybe. Yeah. We'll make sure piano's in there as well. Just off to the side, Just, you know, if you need a yeah. moment. Yeah. Basketball, a little piano. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Thanks for the time. Thanks, yeah, Kaylee. thanks for having and me. Tell your teachers, we'll, we'll write you a note. Okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I will. We got you. Okay. Up next, we move back to BYU football. Who are going to be your most impactful transfers for the approaching 2023 college football season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you'd like. Our question of the day is this. Who will be the most impactful transfer for BYU football this season? Not named Keaton Slovis, obviously, at that quarterback he position. He's off the board. He's off the board. Ben Peterson on Twitter says, Aiden Robbins. Yeah. Jeremy and I agree. Mm -hmm. He's number one on our list. A good run game makes all of the difference for how well Keaton and the rest of the offense will do. Aiden has the experience to make that difference that is needed. Amen. Casey Garner on Twitter. Paul Miley having someone with a full season of Power 5 starting at center or okay. right guard starts uh, will help our O-line stay solid against the P5 schedule. This guy's been in the fight. Uh, this guy's won a title. Um, certainly got great experience. We're excited about Paul Miley. Sat out spring with a uh, shoulder injury, uh, had surgery to repair it. Should be good to go in fall camp. Outstanding. Kevin Williams on Twitter says, I have high hopes for Banya mm. to be the most impactful with his ability to get after the quarterback, something we've really been missing for a long time. Could not agree more. <sighs> a, that, a prime edge rusher. I've been screaming for a couple of years that BYU needs to get a D-line that, uh, you know, Gets after it. That gets pressure with four. Hopefully this scheme will sort of cater to that a little bit more. Jay Hill's bringing in more aggression, of course, but BYU needs 
capable players to do it. I think there are some good players on BYU's team. I'm interested to see Tyler Batty's development under this new scheme and new defensive coordinator, new edge coach, right, and Kelly Papinga. So we'll see what happens, man. At Herman Deutsch says, hmm, the players who entered the transfer portal then to return to the BYU football team when they discovered there was an opportunity or exposure for them elsewhere. Now, I don't know that that... Who are we referring to? I there? have no idea. I don't know that that is going to be the case for anybody. Sprachensee Deutsch, Herman? That has what? entered the portal. Yeah, who, yeah, who are we talking about? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, is there, is there somebody specific that he is... There's not you know, a We went through the list name of four or five that. yesterday that have, have declared that they're in the transfer portal. They didn't say it. They declared it. Spence. They declared. Yeah. All right. Well, to be determined, our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from oft contributor to the program, Jim Roberts MN on Twitter. He wonder says, where he lives. Aiden Robbins. Given the fact that BYU's offensive line might even be better than last year. Ooh, ooh. it's going to be hard to beat in last year, dude. It's well, going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what is better? Like, it's going to be tough to be better with pro football focus numbers. It won't be better in pro football focus. But can no they be way. Better, can they be better in clutch scenarios, third and short, fourth and short, and in red zone areas? Yes. That's where they can be better. Yes. For sure. Okay, he continues. Um, offensive line might even be better than last year, including a certain someone you can't talk about yet. Yep. Okay. A left tackle, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Let's go. Shout out to Mike Gundy. Aiden Robbins. <laughs> Aiden Robbins could go for 1,000 yards, which in turn will enable Slovis to throw for 3,000. 1,000 a a thousand ain't hard, okay? You get, you get 13 games with the bowl okay. game. 77 in a game. That's not hard. Let's go. <laughs> it ain't difficult. BYU didn't reach that last year with any running back. If Chris Brooks had played in all 13 games, he would have done. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah, I tend to he agree missed with a couple that. Games. I tend to agree with that. Yeah. All right. What do you get, 800-something? Yeah. yeah. Today's Rise and Shout-Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The men's volleyball, good luck today in the quarterfinals against Concordia. Go get it done, Let's go. Gentlemen. Semi-finals tomorrow. Let's go. Our thanks to today's guests, A.J. Bongpachan of BYU football and Kaylee Wilson of BYU women's basketball. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to Catherine Lecheminant. BYU women's volleyball player. We'll see you tomorrow back here in Studio B. Go Kooks! Max.